Welcome to the Midday Treat with NAZ Elite, hosted by me, Coach Ben Rosario, featuring the Hoka NAZ Elite athletes, and from time to time, a special guest from the world of running. We talk training and racing, but we also just talk, and we go way deeper than just running. The Midday Treat is your chance to get to know us as people, so follow along and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And now, check out this episode of the Midday Treat with NAZ Elite. All right, everybody, we are here with Abby Nichols. Abby is our guest this week on the podcast. Abby is one of our rookies. We had Olin Hacker on last week. We're trying to slowly but surely get all the new people on the podcast because this is a format where we can dig in sort of in a longer form way and get to know them. And I think that's important as you guys, the fans, um, prepare to cheer for them later this fall and, and into 2023. So our big goal today is to talk to Abby about the transition into pro running, what things have been like so far, how do you like your new teammates, how do you like Flagstaff, all that good stuff. But I don't think we can do that until we talk about how you got here. Um, this is what we did with Olin last week, and it worked pretty well. And like Olin, you have kind of a unique journey, as do so many of the um, NCAA athletes right now that went through this whole COVID thing. And you guys, the NCAA athletes nowadays, also have um, this transfer portal that has become such a big deal that wasn't quite the same back in my day and, and you took advantage of this transfer portal. So we'll talk about that. Um, talk about growing up in Ohio and why Ohio is so good at running. It seems like you guys have a great cross-country state uh, and so forth. So let's start here. You you went to Ohio State yeah. at first because you were from Ohio. So mm -hmm. talk about that choice because obviously you didn't end up there, but you went there for a while. You had great, great success there. What was it like uh, growing up in Ohio? Was it sort of Ohio State or bust? I mean, how, how did that go? <laughs> um, Yeah, I feel like Ohio State fans are just all over Ohio. And yeah. it's just like the biggest school there and everyone's obsessed with the football team. And so it was like really cool to... I was super excited about running yeah. for Ohio State and wearing Ohio State across my chest because <laughs> my dad was in the band. My brother was about to be in the band at the time because I have a twin yeah. brother. And my grandpa also went to Ohio State. Oh, so. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. You had to go. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, <laughs> I definitely took all five visits, which I didn't need to do. I just had trouble saying no to some of the yeah. coaches. But, yeah, I just feel like I was resisting Ohio State the whole time, and that's just where I I was meant to go yeah. anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, because you had won state titles in Ohio, so you must have been pretty heavily recruited. Yes? Uh, I think or I not, was... not too much? Well, I think I was pretty heavily recruited, but... I don't, I don't, I didn't really have a comparison because I, I was kind of late to the running scene in high school, so I was just excited to get recruited at all. Yeah, and, well talk about the high school career yeah. a little bit. Well, I started, well I did track for three days my freshman year and then I quit because <laughs> I tried to be a sprinter and it just wasn't working yeah. the three days I did it, and so I quit with my friend and I was just like, well, that was not fun. And then I was mad at myself for quitting, so I tried again the next year, and I did distance instead. Okay. And it was just so much better. And I also just, like, challenged myself to stick with it longer. Yeah. And then I just 
kind of found that I was pretty good at it. I mean, I kind of knew I had good, like, a talent with running because I was, I did, like, little kid soccer and I was fast to the ball. And yeah. my dad was also a runner, so. Okay. I, like, well, how knew. good was he? Um, he was good. He didn't run in college, but he definitely could have. And uh, he ran, like, a 417 in high school, so. Okay. He was definitely okay, good. Okay, so he had talent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, w- did he run as an adult as well? Did he Did he run when you were growing up? A little. He'd, like, jog here and there, okay. but not really. So you knew about it, but it wasn't like you grew up in a... Because this is very different than Olin last week, whose dad was a professional runner, and he was national yeah. champion and all this stuff. So you knew about running, but you weren't in a running household. No. Yeah. No, like, nobody... You didn't really. have to walk walk down the stairs past a picture of your dad winning the national title. No. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You, But you were in a band family, so you're... Mm-hmm. So how musically inclined were you? Yeah, my whole family is pretty musical. Like, my, I have two older sisters, and they both have great voices, and my brother does every instrument pretty much and sings. And my dad was also, like, a trumpet player. Okay. <laughs> but I was never musical. <laughs> you, were the, you were the odd man out. Yeah. Okay. Kind of. And my brother was in a rock band growing up, like, little kid rock band yeah they had like groupies and stuff and so he was always into that and I was just kind of like doing my own thing but okay well yeah. and I mean this is sort of an aside but as long as we're talking about him tell tell me what he's doing now because it seems like he's having a lot of success um yeah he he's in Nashville trying to trying to make it yeah yeah and he he's getting some traction and he uh he's working for a really good bluegrass band right now okay doing some backup stuff or he's like their guitar tech oh okay okay yeah and he's been touring with them and like sometimes they have him join them when they're missing a member but he's doing some solo stuff too um yeah okay yeah and he he has a spotify so he's making give him a plug where can people find him (laughs) he's on spotify and his name is just tyler nichols on spotify okay (laughs) tyler nichols on spotify okay we'll look him up um, so you're growing up in this musically inclined family. You're trying to find your way. You were also doing cheer? Yeah. I did gymnastics all through my childhood. Okay. And then I started to cheer. But I didn't really like it. I just kind of did it. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. So you, you joined the track team your sophomore year. Did you not do cross country those first two years? No. So the first real experience running was until your sophomore year of track season. Yeah. Yeah, so that is a little bit of a late start. When did you realize that you were good, and then when did you realize you were really good? Um, well, that first track season was pretty successful. Our team won state in the 4x800. Okay. And so I... I was pretty good at the 800 at the time, but nothing insane. Yeah. <laughs> and then they kind of convinced me to do cross country, but I really resisted that. And then finally I gave in and I did cheer, football cheerleading and cross country my okay. junior year. And then cross country went really well. And then I decided to quit cheer and just do track my senior year. Okay. Yeah. And so, and then senior year, I really took off and yeah that's when you won the state title yeah as an individual for division two. Yeah, yeah 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 okay i got you so i could see why you wouldn't necessarily be a big national recruit because it it seems like these days there's so many things going on with the national meets and everything else and people yeah. are kind of stars when they're sophomores already sometimes yeah. so you choose ohio state you go there um, what was the team like and what was the transition to college like? Because, of course, we're going to talk about the transition to pro running in a little bit. Yeah. Um, so in, 
in high school, I only ran like 25 to 30 miles a week. Yeah. And then I went straight to 50 in college. And I mean, that was the low end of my team. So yeah, it was just a change for me because I didn't run. It was double what I was used to. Yeah. And then I just think it took me a while to get used to that. Plus, I, did, I guess, I don't know, as a freshman, my mindset was kind of just like have and yeah you're just you're you're just taking in the college experience yeah yeah like I didn't really have the mindset to like want to do super super well in running at first yeah I mean I I wanted to later in college but I was kind of like putting it off yeah yeah (laughs) like hoping for that no that's super honest and you know what's funny is it it, it probably wasn't the worst thing you know like you found your way and I, I do think um the the sport can be um a little bit addictive and the sport can be a little bit overwhelming and and so finding your way gradually and naturally toward really really being serious is is perhaps even a little bit better than um, forcing seriousness upon yourself before you're ready yeah. you know, from a maturity perspective so my guess is if you weren't quite serious enough yet I bet the performances weren't quite great at the <laughs> beginning no, I was kind of like just finished the race because I just remember being in those races and just it being a struggle yeah. to keep up and everything. I mean, I was doing better than I was in high school, but it was just in college. It's just it's just so different because everyone's so much better than high See, school. See, this is good, though, because if people are listening to this. Uh, and they're running in high school or they're running in college, this is much more relatable than, you know, the huge stars. So was there a moment, was there a race, was there a practice um, where you said to yourself, this isn't me, I want to be much better than this, or was it sort of that gradual process? Um, It was kind of gradual. I I think I'm really happy with where I was because my coach at Ohio State I just got a lot of positive reinforcement from her. Like, yeah. I was constantly feeling like I was in the right direction. Yeah. And I wasn't, you know, doing bad or anything. Like, she made me feel like I was getting better and I was heading to greatness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess. But, yeah, I don't I don't know if, like, it was my mindset, really. Or, like, I think it was, I mean, I'm a very positive person, but just having a team and, like, a coach that, yeah. Made me feel like I was heading yeah. there. Yeah. Helped. Um, so when did things start coming around at Ohio State? Um, well, okay, my freshman year, halfway through my coach left and then I I got hurt and then yeah. I was kinda of just floating around. Yeah. <laughs> and then I had months and months to just, you know, kinda of stew. Yeah. <laughs> and think about the sport and everything, and then I wanted, started to really want to do well my sophomore year. Yeah. Then we got a new coach, and it was just a big transition, and I ended up, like, kind of getting worse. And then I think outdoor track my sophomore year, things started to click more. Okay. And I started to feel really strong and fit and stuff. I don't know. You can just kind of tell when you yeah. go around. Yeah, it is weird, yeah. isn't it? Because things start to click in a way that they didn't before, I always feel like you start to really be in control of your body. You know, when you want to do something, you're able to do it. And I I don't know what it is. It's hard to explain. But I think hopefully if if people are listening and they're runners, they they know what you're talking about, that fitness where you're really in control. Um, What were some of the highlights when you started to come around? Um, It's just always more fun when you can actually race and not just 
I just like being competitive and feeling like I can actually be head to head with someone at the end and race them instead of just finishing yes. and paying at the end. Yes. Like I just like, you know, you it still hurts when you're fit, but you just have yeah. this like different edge that you can go faster at the end, I guess. Sure, because you ended up winning a Big Ten title. Yeah, my junior year. Yeah. 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 So the next year. Yeah. 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 Um, what was cross country like at at Ohio State? Because we're in cross country season now. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was kind of tough. I I think the Big Ten is super competitive, yeah, yeah. and we were always that team that was like on the edge of making it to nationals. Yeah. It happened like so many times while I was there. I think one year we were the second team out, and we always kind of in the Great Lakes region is really hard yeah. too, and. We were a really good team, and I think, like, in a different region, maybe we could have made it through sometimes, but yeah. we just never did, and it was always so sad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, then, feel like, I feel like here in the, in the Southwest and, and West, um, there's not the appreciation that there should be for the Midwest as far as cross-country yeah. goes. I mean, cross-country in the Midwest is a big deal, and like you said, yeah. it's really deep. There's a lot of really good teams. Um, but that drives you and that makes you better. Um, and of course, then you, you go and you win the, the Big Ten title on the track in the 5,000 meters. Uh, was that a big breakthrough? Was that something that um, you had been, you know, that you had kind of put on your, on your uh, goal list? Or how did that uh, come to be? Um, yeah, that season was kind of weird because I ran 1608 and 1609, like, four weeks apart, I think, and I just knew I was fitter than that. Yeah. The stars just weren't really aligning for me. And then at at before Big Tens, I had a really good workout, I think. And okay. I remember just feeling like I could win, and I don't know if that was just, like, <laughs> dumb of me because yeah. I definitely wasn't, like, expected to at all or even, like, maybe I don't even think people thought I was going to be in the top three but yeah I remember my coach texting me and she asked what I thought I could do and I was just like I think I could win yeah and I feel like that mindset really helped me during because I had this confidence the whole race and then like 400 to go I my body just kind of like went autopilot and I just started sprinting and it worked out Thankfully, but yeah, that was kind of an exciting breakthrough. That's good. Was that a moment that sparked the thinking about going somewhere else? Or how how did that come about then? Because you end up transferring to CU. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, well, it's kind of the next year because I just knew I had way more in me. And I just feel like... I was having trouble tapping that, and I just needed to change. Yeah. I mean, there's always so many reasons sure. going into trance. It's never, like, one yeah. reason, but, yeah, I was – and then COVID happened, and it just made so much sense because yeah. I had two more years that I could go somewhere else, and six years in one place is a long time. I don't know how yeah. Olin did seven years at yes. Wisconsin because, like, four years in one place, I feel like you just get kind of ready for something new. Yep. And, like, new inspiration, and uh, I don't know. I don't – I couldn't imagine myself being 
motivated anymore where I was. Yeah. But maybe I could have been. I don't know. I just needed a change. No, I think it's fair I think it's very fair to say because again, this isn't a knock on Ohio State. You're just saying you personally, Abby, was ready for a change. Yeah. And I think that's what the transfer portal in my mind has given the athlete is a little more ability to um, act on those feelings that, that he or she may have. And I think those things have been around for a long time, but but back in the day, uh, I think it was seen as sort of a betrayal, you know, yeah. to, to do that. But now I think that it's more common, and I'm not saying people don't make mistakes uh, and, and transfer on a, on a whim and, and transfer without really deeply thinking about it. But, but when you do it, in your case, as you've described, I think it sounds like a very mature decision and one that uh, made total sense. Um, but it's still not easy. Oh, yeah, it was so hard. Um, I just loved my coach and a lot of my teammates. I mean, I was – everyone – most of my friends were leaving at the time, so that yeah, part wasn't that, that was hard, easy, yeah. There's still underclassmen you love, and, you, you know, you don't want to let anyone down. Yeah. But, yeah, I definitely let people down. <laughs> but, but I bet ultimately they were happy for you. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, at Nationals this year I saw a lot of old – um, like coaches and stuff. Yeah. And they were so nice to me, and that just really helped Good. me, like, I don't know, come to terms with yeah. disappointing anyone. But, yeah. But, like, definitely getting to see you and meeting new people and stuff was definitely something I needed. <laughs> and then you get out there and you feel like, okay, this was the right decision. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. during the time it was COVID, and I wasn't really sure what it I already made the decision, so I was kind of like, well, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Hop aboard. And so I just kind of had to go with the flow again and, yeah. like, get used to a new culture and figure out what was expected of me again. But Did you choose CU because of their tradition? Did you choose it because of the altitude, the coaches? Was it a combination? How much did you know about their program? Because obviously a very historic program. Um, It was really important for me to trust where I was going to be in the coaches and everything. And so I felt like it was a pretty safe choice because of how many people they've coached in the past and how many successful um, athletes they've had. And so it was kind of a (laughs) no-brainer. Yeah. 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 Uh, And being at altitude, I, I... I wanted that extra. Did edge. you get a chance to go out there and visit? No, because of COVID. Oh, that's what I was so, getting at. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you had to go sight unseen. Yeah. Okay. And, and then once I got there, it was still during COVID. So it was, it was kind of hard to actually like yeah. make friends and stuff at first. But then it was fine. Okay. Once we got through all that. Okay. So yeah. you didn't get to race. So let me think about that. The timelines are so weird with all the COVID stuff. So you got there in 2020. Yeah. Okay. And there was no national championships in 2020. No. Um, so you didn't really get to compete until 2021. Yeah. Okay. So at least you got to spend some time at altitude then and get used to it. Yeah. Before you actually race. So your first racing season would have been what, winter of 21? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So what was what was the biggest, um, and, I, and I don't mean difference like, CU was better. I just mean, what was the biggest change when you got to CU? We talked about the big change coming from high school to college. And this is sort of the theme of the podcast here. You, you go through all yeah. these transitions. Uh, what, was the, what was the biggest change going from Ohio State to CU? Um, I think the training was so different. Okay. <laughs> it, it honestly really shocked me because I thought I was doing a lot at Ohio yeah. State. And I don't know. It was more intensity, more 
I, I guess I was kind of doing the same amount of miles, but it's just more fast miles. Yes, yes. <laughs> and at altitude. Yes, and so, with some pretty darn good teammates. Right, yeah. I was getting pushed really hard right off the bat. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that was a bit shocking, and uh, it took a little bit to get used to, for sure. But it brought you to a new level. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. That's definitely what I needed. So even though it was hard to get used to, I the whole time I just knew it was good for me. So yeah. it was worth it. And it seemed like when I look at the results, it seemed like a little bit of a mixed bag at first, and then you really came around. Am I right? No, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to offend you, but that's what it seemed like. Well, I also have those races where I get side stitches. Yes, which we've talked about, yeah. Yeah, and so my first race at CU, I got a side stitch, and uh, I remember passing Heather, and I was, like, pointing at my side, and she was like, you have to keep going. <laughs> but, but, yeah, that wasn't very good, and then, yeah, I kind of, kind of figured it out a little, but, yeah. But 2022, you crushed it. You know, that was a great year, uh, your senior year, finally senior year. Um, and you ran really fast, you competed really well. Um, well, actually, I guess going back to fall of 21 and then into 22, because you finished eighth at NCAAs in cross country. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the race in Tallahassee. Yeah. How, how, how did that race go? That was a fun race. Yeah, it was good. I, I was super pumped that season because I was hurt all summer. Yeah. And I didn't think I was going to have a good season. And then it was kind of like I didn't even miss a beat not running in the yeah. summer. Yeah. And, I, and then, I mean, my first race was kind of rough, but then it was like I was back where I was in um, the spring. And Did you then, win Pac-12s? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you won pac Twelve. So you're going yeah. into nationals feeling pretty confident. Yeah, I was pretty confident. For some reason, I was super scared of getting second. <laughs> getting second? Yeah, I don't know why, but I shouldn't have even been thinking about that. Yeah. I don't know. There's definitely things I can work on as a pro yes. <laughs> mentally going into races. But, yeah, no, that, that was a really fun race. It went out so fast because yeah. it goes out downhill. Yep. And I think me and my teammate were in the front in the beginning. We were like, uh-oh, we don't want to be right here yet. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I love that course. I'd yeah. be excited. They're going to have the World Cross Country Championships there. Oh, yeah. In 2026. Oh. Yeah, it should be pretty cool. I hope I'm there. <laughs> well, maybe we'll get to some cross country stuff coming for you here soon uh, down the road. So, uh, okay, 2022, you end up, I guess the highlight is the fact that you run 1515 for 5,000 meters. Um, are you a per- You sound like a person who cares much more about winning and, and championship racing, but was it pretty cool to run that fast too? Yeah. Yeah, I was super pumped to run that fast because I wouldn't have believed that if you told me that a few years before yeah, <laughs> or yeah. even a year before but I mean I knew I, I was in that kind of shape because yeah. like when Mark and Heather tell you that you believe them. Yeah. <laughs> and they told me I was in like 1520 maybe sub 1520 shape and so I had a confidence that I could do that but it was just a matter of being in the right race to do it yeah and also, that race kind of went perfectly because for me because it went out really it went, we went out in like a seventy eight yeah and then then everyone was like okay this isn't gonna be a time race everyone just started racing ah yes and so time went out the wazoo and it was just about racing at that point I feel like that helped yeah and then everyone started flying because it went out so slow yeah <laughs> and then 
I whoever was doing the lap. It's a good counter, lesson though, right? Because a lot of times when people want to try to run fast, they're so adamant that the pace has to be fast right from the get go. Yeah. But physiologically, it's actually a little easier to ease into it a touch yeah. and then pick it up at the end. You end, end up running faster. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And then the lap counter was wrong. And oh, I didn't know that. I thought there was three laps to go, and then someone yelled two. Oh, shit. And so mentally for me, I was like, okay, I can do that. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Okay, so 15-15. Yeah. Then you go to Pac-12s, you win the 10,000 and the 5,000, right? Yeah. All right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Making sure I prepared a little bit. Um, and then you looked at me like that. <laughs> you didn't know. Um, and then you're going to NCAAs, so now it's your last NCAAs. What... Because I think it's interesting to think about um, how an athlete enters a, a championship race like that. So what was your mindset? Because, of course, you're one of the favorites. And you had had, you know, sort of mixed results at national championships before. Um, and not a ton of national championship experience overall, really, compared to some people. Um, so what was the goal and what was the thinking going in? Um, I guess... The goal was to win. Yeah. I wanted to win so bad, probably too bad, because yeah. that's that was kind of like to get a good pro deal. Like they want national champions. Yeah. I was told that too, and so I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to win. And that was my first time going into a race, kind of being a contender and yeah. like ranked really high. Um, and so that was my mindset, but it was probably like in a negative. Yeah, way, like, like an overwhelming way. Yeah, yeah. I tried to make it so it wasn't. I tried to make it so, like, oh, I can win this for myself, and yeah. I want to win this because it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just really hard with all the pressure and stuff. And then, yeah, I, I just it was, like, not a good few weeks leading up to the race, too. But, yeah, yeah, I was, I mean, I can't complain with getting six because I that's the highest I've ever gotten. Yeah. So and it was a good feeling. <laughs> yeah. I mean those were yeah. good women for sure. What what do you think now looking back and maybe even thinking about some of the things you learned here with our mental sports specialist, um, Shannon? Uh, what do you think you'll do differently next time you approach a championship? Um, I don't know. I I think I kind of bottled a lot of stuff inside before that race. And I, I mean, I just, I just think of myself as a tough person, and so I was going into that race trying to be really tough. When in reality, I was like freaking out, and I, I should have like leading up, like prepared mentally better, like learned ways to cope with it and stuff. Yeah. But I don't know. I think now I'll have better tools with like. I don't know, breaking up the race. And, like, Shannon today was talking about breaking yeah. up the race into, like, 2Ks if you're doing a 6K. And then it's, yeah. like, three section of the race. Or, like, grounding yourself, too. And Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No, it's, it's great. I mean, it's, it's always a work in process or in progress for everybody. But I, I, I just think that um, an experience like you described at Nationals is, is a good thing, ultimately. Because mm -hmm. you look back on it and say... Yeah, did these things wrong? You know, yeah. it's okay to admit that you're wrong sometimes, uh, as yeah. long as you learn from it. You know, right. and I think that's the big key. Um, but of course, we're we're gonna uh, have a long career here, and you're gonna have lots of chances to 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 run at national championships and different big events. Um, how have things been going over the last few weeks? Uh, you moved to Flagstaff when? Um, right at the beginning of September. August. 
19th. End of August? Oh, yeah, end of August. That's right. You were one of the first ones to get here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And we weren't really worried about you with altitude because you were coming from Boulder, uh, but you were coming from 5,000 to 7,000. Have you felt the difference? Yeah. I definitely felt it for a while. Sleeping-wise, I feel like it got me. Okay. And also, I took a pretty big break, so yeah. <laughs> I felt it trying to get back in shape. Yeah. Yeah. But now it feels really good. Good. I mean, there's still easy days where I'm more out of breath than I wish, than yeah. I want to be, but yeah, I think it's going pretty well. Good, good. And, and tell me about your teammates, especially the, the young people you came in with, uh, Chrissy and then Katie, who's, you know, in her second year. How, how's it going yeah. training with them? Chrissy Gear and Katie Wasserman. Oh, I feel like it's working out really well. We're all, like, really positive, yeah. and I think we kind of pump each other up during the workout, and we're not trying to, like, race each other or anything so good i don't know i think we've been working together really well and i don't know sometimes we're all like a little too nice to each other <laughs> not even the workouts but like we'll be like no you lead her up oh, you yeah, lead yeah. her up like yeah. none of us we were saying today none of us are alphas <laughs> yeah, yeah and so yeah we'll you have need to, to get in a workout with kellen <laughs> she alpha. <laughs> <laughs> she's pretty tough lady. Uh, of course, she's pregnant right now. Yeah. Uh, no, how's it been kind of watching some of the other women on the team? I mean, some of the veteran women, obviously not everything is overlapping because like Steph and Alphine, for example, are getting ready for New York Marathon. And so yeah. they're just in a very different place. But are you, are you starting to glean a few things from, from them? Yeah, for sure. Like, I'll be thinking I'm doing a lot right now, and then Steph will be like, tell me what her workout is. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, that's like triple mine. <laughs> yeah. She's just so tough, and she's doing it juggling two little kids and like driving them to practice and stuff, but it doesn't shake her at all. Yeah. She's so motivated and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. And also, Kellen still working out so hard being pregnant. <laughs> yeah. I, it's really cool to just see how passionate everyone is, and it's yeah. very motivating Good. to be around that. Good. So what is the plan? What is Alan? So speaking of CU people, our coach Alan Culpepper is a CU person. Uh, what, as far as you understand, what is Alan's plan for this fall for you guys? Um, cross country in December, the club cross country. Yeah. We think our team can do pretty well, so yes. we're kind of excited for that. And then USA cross in Virginia in January. Good. And then we'll think about indoors so. okay yeah okay so you're starting off definitely strength oriented yeah doing, doing cross country and and the club championships are a cool team event and then u.s cross i guess they take the top six athletes to the world championships so are you allowing yourself to dream that big or are you just thinking let's just get fit <laughs> <laughs> no i'm definitely dreaming that big i okay. think it'd be really cool to make yeah. that team and i don't really know i can't really tell what kind of fitness i'm in yet but yeah. Things have been clicking pretty well, so I don't know. I don't like putting myself in a box. Yeah. Like, I'll dream big, and I won't be shy to say that either. Yeah, no, <laughs> And if good. it doesn't work out, that's okay. <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah, we, we've had people at World Cross each of the last um, two editions, and so, of course, we, we feel strongly that that's a great event to experience because you're going up against people that are really good, you know? So yeah. it's a great chance to kind of measure yourself and you come away, no matter what you do there at Worlds, you come away so excited because you're just like, I just competed against the best people in the whole world, you know? And, yeah. and it's such a variety of people because you've got milers, you've got 10,000 meter runners, marathoners, steeplers, um, and you you're in that atmosphere. It's kind, of, it's kind of like the one chance to, because clubs is great and U.S. Cross is great, but Worlds is the one chance that it's, it feels like NCAAs. 
because it's just everybody's good and and it's so big the field is so big so yeah, yeah. i hope you make it that would be very fun yeah that'd be cool I, i'd like to you know get in the, those kind of races sooner than later yes yes well that's what we want that's what we want um no that's very cool that's very cool and what do you think of flagstaff oh i really like it good yeah good i love forest how foresty it is and um i like the pine trees and the downtown is so cute. Yes, yes. <laughs> and the running is so great. Like, I, I feel like I've barely ran on concrete. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of dirt, a lot of paths. And um, you've been up to Aspen Corner, so you've seen that. It's beautiful up there. And I think Sunday she's going to have you guys go down to Beaver Creek, which is actually a little lower. It's more like boulder elevation or maybe even just lower, but uh, cool, super cool up and down road, dirt road. Oh, cool. So you guys will do that. And, yeah, it's kind of never-ending. All the different stuff you can do. Yeah. 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 I mean, I feel like I'm still exploring. Yeah. And it will take forever to run everywhere. It's 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 pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. Well, that's great. Okay. <laughs> so I feel like we've gotten to know you a little bit. This is good. Um, if you could, because you say you're not shy to say these things. So if you could look in the crystal ball and say, okay, my first year will have been a success if. So if, 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 if we're talking if we're talking next year at this time or next August, so you've yeah. been you've been a pro for one year, what will have been a successful first year? Uh, making the world cross team, and then I haven't really thought as far as outdoor track, but for indoor track, I'd like to get a really fast three k because I've never put a good three k together. Okay, <laughs> but. I don't know. I just being really competitive with the pros. I, I just yeah. I want to catch up as fast as I can to like the pro level from the college level. But yeah, I don't know what that's going. I love like. it. I love I it. That know. sounds great to me. We would love for that to be the case. Okay. Well, thank you, Abby, and um, best of luck the rest of this fall. Thanks. listening to the Midday Treat with NAZ Elite. I'm Addison Rosario, Coach Ben's daughter. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button and subscribe to our channel. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NAZ underscore Elite. Subscribe to our weekly newsletter on NAZElite.com and stay tuned for the next episode of the Midday Treat with NAZ Elite.